Good Sunday morning, church. You are going to need your hymnal this morning for the hymns because the words will not be on the screen. So this is a day at 6.57 and 1.40. We're going to sing this is a day three times and then this is my father's world on 1.44. If you're able to stand as we sing.
Would you join me in prayer this morning, church? And to you fathers out there, we wish you a happy Father's Day. But to our Heavenly Father, we thank you this morning, Savior, that we have the freedom to gather in this place this morning to worship you, to praise you, to thank you, to surrender to you, to be revived by you. This is our Father's world. So Father, speak life into us this day. Open up the scriptures that we could clearly hear and understand. Thank you for each one gathered here this day. We love you, Lord. Amen. Be seated, church. You have a few announcements in your bulletin for you to take with you and read. Are there, just to remind you that there is pie set up for after worship if you'd like to stop by for a piece of pie. Anyone out here have any announcements this morning? Great. Young disciples. Okay, girls, let me get here in front of you. Let me bring up my, let's start off with a Bible uh, verse. For, this comes from the first book of Samuel, chapter 16, verse 7. But the Lord said to Samuel, do not consider how handsome or tall he is. I have not chosen him. I do not look at the things people look at. Man looks at how someone appears on the outside, but I look at what is in the heart. So Jesus always looks at what's in our heart. And sometimes people can try to fool you and mislead you. Now, if I told you this was a dollar bill, is that true? Nope. If I told you this was a dollar bill, is it a dollar bill or is it more than a dollar? You're right, it's more than a dollar. And you know what, when, you, when somebody takes a large bill, like a $100 bill into the store, quite often they look to make sure it's real. And the way they look to make sure it's real is they look through the paper because within the paper there is a security line. See that black line in there? It goes right across there. And so it's almost like what Jesus does with us. He doesn't look at the outside. He doesn't care if we have shorts on, if we have a dress on, we have a tie on. To Jesus, it's all about what's in our heart. So if we think good thoughts, we're going to be much happier, okay?
Let's pray. Our kind Heavenly Father, remember to always think about the inside of a person. Instead of just looking at their exterior, look at their inside because it is what is in their heart that really matters. And let's hope Jesus guides us every single day. In your name we pray. Amen. When you get downstairs with the children, don't let them eat their goodies until like five minutes before it's over. So when we send them home, they have lots of energy. Someone share joy. Any happy people in God's house this morning? I'm very happy. I want to thank our Lord for his healing power and his mercy on me. Uh, my eye surgery last Monday went well, and I want to thank him in advance for the surgery tomorrow, and I thank you for all your prayers. Praise Amen, God. Dan, thank you. I'm delighted today. I have two great-grandchildren that are going to be baptized in the Clarkston United Methodist Church. I'm feeling sad that I couldn't go, but I know God will be there with them, and I'm just um, excited about that. Uh, also, I'd like to congratulate um, Jenny Hagee on a special award that she was given this week. There's nice pictures of her in the Lapeer County Press. And it's uh, something to do with school. It's new, and so I wasn't familiar with it. But uh, she got a nice, according to the paper, she got a nice trophy and $500 to use at the school. Congratulations, Jenny. I just want to say all you guys that showed up in ties today, I know it gave you something to grumble about for a couple of weeks, but it was worth it. It kind of reminds me, you know, used to be on Sundays, guys came in suits and ties and women came all dressed up in dresses and hats and, and the whole thing, and it kind of reminds me of those days again. So, you know, don't feel too bad that you just had to do it for one day. You look good. Well, it's a joy. Uh, Harper Leisure is going to fishing camp today, and uh, uh, Gracie is not going to volleyball camp. They rescheduled that to August 7th through the 12th due to staffing issues at Bayshore. And Bruno was supposed to go to fishing camp, but he broke his arm the day of Brown City days when we did the hot dogs. So Bruno's not going to fishing camp. So hopefully his arm is healing well. Thank you. I think you need to teach them how to fish with one hand. I was just going to say, if I would have known that uh, he wasn't going to be able to go, I could show you some tricks because 
you can hold a fishing pole between your big toe and the next toe and turn it with the other hand. With God, all things are possible. I'd like to thank you all and thank God for his guidance in our motorcycle ride last week. We put 580 miles on on Mackinac City days and it was an awesome ride and a lot of fun and was able to bless a lot of bikes. Thank you all. I was out watering my flowers this morning and I went by the willow tree which usually drops branches everywhere and you're always picking it up especially with all the wind we've had but today this great owl come flying out and I was like wow it was beautiful. I have quite a few joys, so I'm going to give you the Reader's Digest version. Uh, yesterday, we went and spent the morning with my Aunt Agnes, whose birthday was yesterday. She's 90. Spent the afternoon with Zoe, our great-granddaughter, who turned a year old. And last week, we spent five days in Hocking Hills, Ohio, with my daughter and her kids and grandkids. Amen. Amen. Sorry, I have one more. I have a concern. My daughter-in-law's sister, Carol Coomer, is not doing well after back surgery. She's been in the hospital three times now, so. Is there anyone else? Anyone else we need to pray for? I'd like prayers for my sister, Carol, who is having heart surgery on Tuesday. Mom is going to be having a pulmonary function test on Wednesday, so keep her in your prayers that that, sometimes those tests are a little hard to do. Um, and then we will be traveling next weekend, so uh, to our, my nieces, her granddaughter, um, bridal shower over by the Holland area. Anyone else? Let's talk to the father then. And just for a few moments, try to put the busyness of your life aside. Try to focus on the cross this morning. Try to focus on Jesus. And as you offer up prayers this day, if you would remember uh, Judy Murray and the Murray family. In your prayers, if you would remember Betty Workman and the Workman families, Bill was laid to rest yesterday. And keeping your mind and your hearts those who grieve Even though it's a holiday that we celebrate here in the United States, everybody, uh, some folks struggle on Father's Day.
so what's been going on in your mind and in your heart, if you would surrender it this morning to the Father. Lord, as Dan prepares to have eye surgery on his other eye tomorrow, we thank you for the hand of the eye doctor. We do thank you that we live in a land where they can put new lenses in our eyes that gives us the ability to see better. Lord, just wrap your loving arms around Miss Milstead and comfort her knowing that uh, her two grandchildren are being baptized this morning. Grandma's with them in spirit. Lord, I lift up Harper to you and those who are going to fishing camp. And Lord, my prayer for Harper would be that he would catch the biggest fish of all the fish that are caught. And he'll have a fish tale to tell the rest of his life. We praise you and we thank you for family this morning. We thank you for safety provided on a motorcycle journey. We lift up Carol to you as she's needing back surgery and having some issues with her back. And we lift up Cindy as she recovers from her neck surgery. We lift up Ruthie to you, Father, as she has another test this week. And Karen seeks traveling grace when they venture out next week. Lord, thank you for the blessings that you bestow upon us. Thank you for the examples that you give us as our Heavenly Father. Father, there were some will be grieving because their father's not with them this day. May they find comfort in you. There's unspoken request on hearts this morning. We lift up those pastors who are getting ready to be moved to new appointments. And for many of them, this will be their last Sunday in their current church. Lift up Kevin Miller and the issues that he's having in his body. Thank you, Lord. Thank you that you hear us as we pray this morning, as we pray our Father. Ushers, if, if you would gather this morning, ushers.
Father, we give you praise and thanks this morning. We thank you for the finances. We thank you for the gift of each giver this morning. We thank you for the offerings that are presented at the foot of the cross. Lord, we ask that you might touch it, multiply it, continue to meet us at our point of need and beyond because our cup always overflows with goodness when your people are faithful. So we thank you, Father. Amen. Be seated, church. Any little people going downstairs? There's two things I'd like to say before I uh, share the scripture this morning. One is to Tammy Ziegler. As we were preparing for the celebration of life of Joe Murray on Monday morning, I was, I was standing over there and uh, Tammy approached me and she said, Pastor, I want to pray for you. And I, I so appreciate that. That uh, will forever touch me. I needed prayer that day. I was doing pretty good until I got to the cemetery. And when I got to the cemetery, I sort of uh, messed up a little bit. And to Sean Hagee, I want to say thank you for those uh, Sunday mornings where the Lord nudges you and you get up and go downstairs just to make sure everybody's not having a riot. <laughs> uh, Karen has commented on what the impact that has. Just by you appearing at the door. So thank you for, for that. Victory. Dan, can you see good with one eye and not so good with the other eye? Yeah. Yeah? <laughs> well, I'll take that as a compliment. It is good to praise the Lord and make music to your name almost high. Ken, I think you have the wrong scripture. Well, anyways, proclaiming your love in the morning and your faithfulness at night to the music of the string, lyre, and melody of the harp. For you make me glad by your deeds, Lord. I sing for joy at what your hands have done. How great are your works, Lord. How profound your thoughts. Senseless people do not know, fools do not understand. But though the wicked spring up like grass and all the evildoers flourish, they may be destroyed forever. But you, Lord, are forever exalted. For surely your enemies, Lord, surely your enemies will perish. All evildoers will be scattered. You have exalted my horn like that of a wild ox. Fine oils have been poured on me. My eyes have seen the defeat of my adversaries. My ears have heard the rout of the wicked foes. The righteous will flourish like a palm tree. They will grow like a cedar of Lebanon. Planted in the house of the Lord, they will flourish in the courts of our God. They will 
still bear fruit in old age, they will stay fresh and green, proclaiming, the Lord is upright, he is my rock, and there is no wickedness in him. Sounds like victory to you. So now I'm going to take you into uh, the first chapter of Corinthians. Chapter 15, starting with verse 50. What am I saying, dear brothers and sisters? is that our physical body cannot inherit the kingdom. These dying bodies cannot inherit what will last forever. But let me reveal to you a wonderful secret. You will not die, but you will be transformed. It will happen in a moment in the blinking of an eye when the last trumpet is blown. For when the trumpet sounds and those who have died will be raised and live forever. And we who are living also will be transformed. For our dying bodies must be transformed into bodies that will never die. Our mortal bodies must be transformed into immortal bodies. Then when our dying bodies have been transformed into bodies that will never die, the scripture will be fulfilled. Death is swallowed up in victory. O death, where is your victory? O death, where is your sting? Bless you, for sin is the sting of the results of death, and the law gives sin its power. But thank God, thanks be to God, he gives us victory over sin and death through our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So dear brothers and sisters, be strong and immovable. Always work enthusiastically for the Lord, for you know that nothing you do for the Lord is ever useless. That sounds like victory also. I had the privilege yesterday, and it was a privilege, uh, to go over to Little Platte Lake on Lake Michigan and be part of uh, the celebration of life for uh, Bill Wakeman. And it, it was, it was a, sort of like a yin-yang this week. You know, Brother Joe was laid out in here. Uh, Brother Bill was cremated. Uh, from here we went to the cemetery and uh, that, that final resting place. And then when we we're at Bill's celebration of life yesterday. Uh, his family, Bill had been cremated and his family had carried him out on their dock on the lake. And when they got out to the end of the dock, they knelt down and they poured um, Bill's ashes into the lake. And it was uh, pretty moving for me to watch the ashes come out of the urn and some of them go into the water but if you watch the rest of them you could see them uh, flying away the, the wind was pretty strong and his ashes were being moved 
And I, I started thinking about both of these brothers and the victory that they share. Uh, the victory that they were faithful to the end, the victory that they receive, uh, the victory that we receive when we take our last breath and we see Jesus Christ face to face. Uh, I was reading an article this morning that was talking about the decline of the Christian church and the United States of America. And uh, the experts think that the decline of the Christian church is because of uh, the lack of the faithful that will say we have had enough, that we don't have to put up with this craziness that the world is in, that if we were all to come together as one body of believers, that we could all experience victory. Uh, as, I, as I looked into God's word, uh, first place he took me was into the book of Job. If you have ever read the book of Job, you understand that Job was tested probably greater than any other person that I can come across that was tested to see how strong his faith would remain from everything that he had being uh, taken away, uh, including his family and his friends, people that he loved. Uh, but the scripture says that uh, Job said, naked I came out of my mother's womb and naked I shall return. The Lord God gave and the Lord God has taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. And it goes on to say that in all of Job's trials and tribulations, he never sinned. He never got mad at God. And he never strayed in his faith. I've encountered people that get mad at God for whatever their reason. Uh, sometimes it's when a loved one dies and the individual has a hard time with it. Don't, don't, don't get mad at God. God's our only hope. When everything else fails, and things will fail, no jobs are secure, all your riches can be taken away in the blink of an eye, the only thing that remains is our faith in Jesus Christ. Job, in my opinion, received victory because of his faithfulness. And then if you, you, we go into the book of Daniel, Daniel 3. Three Hebrew boys. In my opinion, one of the best examples about walking with Christ and I can find in the Bible. You remember Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego? The king wanted them to bow down and worship idols and worship him. And they refused to do it. And what happened? They were thrown into the fiery furnace. And the king said, turn up the heat. You ever been in a situation that just seems to be getting hotter and hotter? Or it just gets crazier and crazier? Amazing here. You can do whatever you want to me, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego say. We will never lose our faith in our God. They threw them in the fire, they turned it up. Everybody's thinking they're going to be burned up, wiped away. And how astonished were they? 
when the guard was told to check the fire and he looked in there and not only were there three, but they saw four. Such great victory. No matter what, they wouldn't turn their back on God the Father. We, we in our humanness, you ever get mad at something and later on you're, you're thinking about it and you really don't know why you got mad in the first place? That ever happened to anybody besides me? And how much negative energy we waste festering over it. What if? Immediately we surrendered it. Immediately we gave it to God and trusted him with it. But we don't. We'll throw it. We'll tell him, well, Pastor, I want you to pray for this and I'm going to give it to God. When church is over, you drag it off the altar and you take it back with you and you come back next week and we go through this thing over and over and over again in our lives. We don't have to do that. Surrender it to God. Daniel. Scripture is full of victory. Daniel was given victory. Thrown into the lion's den. I can relate to the lion's den in just a minute way. When I had that big cane corsel on my neck. And I couldn't move. And I felt helpless. Imagine being thrown into the dungeon with the lion. You've seen National Geographic and you've seen the power that lions have. Daniel had victory. Not the lion. Because of God. How strong is your faith this morning, church? In 1 Samuel, David was given victory. A couple of pebbles and a slingshot right into the giant's forehead. He was given victory. You will be given victory. We have to have our relationship with Jesus Christ. This hasn't changed. Several interpretations of it. I've had this in my Bible for about uh, 16 years. A little girl gave it to me in the Bethel Church. Someone on their knees praying to the Father. Give it to God and let it go. If you are honest with yourself this morning, I mean, if you have issues, maybe you don't like the word issues, Maybe you have problems or situations in your life that are complicated at the moment or situations in your life that uh, 
Sometimes we get crabby, don't we? I thank Nolan for his honesty this morning. I looked at him, I said, are you crabby this morning? He said, yes. And I appreciate that. Because you know what we do? And we, we do it on Sunday morning. Someone will walk into the church and will say, oh, how are you doing? Oh, I'm doing good. And they're crumbling inside. I heard my wife say something yesterday to some friends of ours. She says, remember the demons that you wrestled with when you first came to the Father? I do. Because when we're out walking in the world and we have an encounter with Jesus Christ and he changes us and puts us back together, he's the pot where the, he will take a broken vessel and put it back together. He will take someone when they are on rock bottom and lift them up. And it, it seems like us human beings, if we know someone's at rock bottom, we're not always too eager to lend them a hand to help them up, to help them find victory in their relationship with Jesus Christ. It's easier at times just to keep our foot on their neck and keep them in bondage instead of loving them like Christ loves us, forgiving them like Christ forgives us. And we can experience victory. And victory, in my opinion, is not when uh, Ohio State beats Michigan or Michigan State. That's not victory. Victory is when the substance abuser, the alcoholic, the batterer, the thief encounters Jesus Christ and radical transformation takes place in their life. They receive victory. And it only comes from God the Father. What am I saying, dear brothers and sisters? Is that our physical body cannot inherit the kingdom. Our physical body. The dying body cannot inherit what will last forever. Eternity. Have you ever tried to think about eternity? How long it is? It's, it's sort of hard to comprehend, isn't it? it? Well, eternity is forever. Well, how long is forever? Well, it's eternity. What, what's all that mean? Until forever and ever and ever and ever? It never will cease. You have an opportunity to worship Christ, Jesus, with no more pain and no more suffering, no cancer, no suicide. Let's bring it into modern day. No COVID and the craziness that came with all that. But in my opinion, that, that whole thing could have been different. The whole COVID pandemic could have been different if 
the believers stood up together and bonded together. Because you know where two or three are gathered. And when we become people of prayer, I, I, I so appreciate Sunday morning going downstairs and getting prayed for before we come up here. And when I feel the hands upon me, I just feel this sense of God's people and his spirit in this place. And that's what would change the world. We can change the world, us, you and me. As simple as we are, yet as complex as we can be. It's about our relationship with Jesus Christ. Remember I said this? Not everyone was able to be at um, Bill Murray's celebra celebration, at Joe Murray's celebration of life. But I had mentioned that uh, because we often hear it say, well, if you knew anything, call me. That's backwards. We know that Judy lost the love of her life. Don't wait for her to call you. Call her. Check on her. Say, how you doing? Do you need anything? Can I pray for you? Oh, well, Pastor, I, I don't know how to pray. Everybody knows how to pray. Because most everybody knows how to talk. And as easy as we talk to each other, we can talk to the Father that way. We can offer prayer that way. And verse 52 says, it will happen in a moment in the blinking of an eye. Pam, I appreciated you uh, speaking about the owl that came out of the tree. You know I'm an eagle nut. I love eagles. Got to see two eagles yesterday, and I got to see a bobcat too. You ever see a bobcat in, just strolling across the road? I thought, how cool is that? And, and it's one of God's magnificent creatures. And the fact that he made it from one side to the other side of the busy highway, to me, that was his victory. Because I'm stepping out of here for a minute because it's not something you usually hear from the pulpit. But if you drive down the road right now, there, there's roadkill everywhere. You see it everywhere. There's squirrels and skunks and raccoons and possums and deer, everything. They weren't very victorious going from one side to the other. We have to be victorious. Us, we have to be victorious before we step over to the other side. Before Christ whispers our name. Before he calls you by name because he knows every one of our names. And he knows the day that you're going to take your last breath on this earth. And if you have not confessed him as your Lord and your Savior on your last day, you're out of luck. You're roadkill. You're out of luck. And using the terminology out of luck is not the proper words that I'm looking for to describe your situation, okay? You will not spend eternity in paradise worshiping the Father 
if you do not have him as your Lord and your Savior before you take your last breath. In the twinkling of an eye. You ever flip a light switch? Unless there's something wrong with the switch, it comes right on, right? And that's pretty fast. That's how fast it will be. At both of these uh, celebrations of life this week, I had a, because I love watching people. I love to watch people. Watching people. See some young folks. See some older folks. See some infants. I think uh, one of the sisters was like 95 or 96. That's getting up there in age, isn't it? You're getting up there in age, aren't you? I know I am. Sometimes we feel, let me think here. How long ago was it that the body didn't hurt? Yeah. But you know, a lot of my health issues that I have this day is because of all the years that I didn't walk with the Father or I abused myself or I abused putting drugs and alcohol into my body. But now I have victory because I, I encountered Christ. If you have not encountered Christ yet as your Lord and your Savior, I urge you to do that because you never know. 1 Corinthians 15, 57. Thanks be to God who gives victory through Jesus Christ. See, the preacher can't get you to heaven. The board chairman can't get you to heaven. The piano player can't get you to heaven. Though there's times when she plays, it, 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 to me it sounds like angels singing to us. It has that heavenly aroma, if I may say. But that's not enough. Perfect church attendance is not enough. It's about commitment and relationship. That's where we find our ultimate victory. Where, O oh, death, is your victory? O oh, where, O oh, death, is your sting? Let's pray. Father, we pray for those this morning who struggle with Father's Day. There are some who never knew their father. There are some who were abused by their father. There are some fathers that just aren't good people. But you can change every heart. 
you can give every heart victory if they reach out to you. So, Father, I pray for those who struggle with this day. I thank you for those who have gone on before us. Those with unmovable faith. Father, I ask a blessing upon the pie and the fellowship upon this day. In all that we do, we give you praise and thanks. Thank you, Father. Amen. Rejoice the Lord is King, church. chance of this happening doesn't happen too often. Uh, we pull up to our destination a little bit early yesterday uh, because it was sort of a tricky spot to find. And the son-in-law meets us at the driveway. And I said, hi, I'm Pastor Pat, and this is Karen, and we're a little early. And he says, well, just follow me. Come on in. And we get up to closer to the house, and uh, it dawned on me that he thought that this pastor was there to do the funeral, and I wasn't. And I said, no, I'm Pastor Pat. Oh, and he says, well, I'm sorry. I was waiting for a Pastor Patty. <laughs> so a few minutes later, uh, Pastor Patty shows up. 
And I thought, well, thank you, Lord. They were expecting a girl when I was born, but they didn't get one, so <laughs> let's pray. Father, thank you for the gift of life. But thank you even more for the gift of eternal life. Father, I, I ask that your Holy Spirit would comfort uh, Miss Middlestat this morning. She wanted to be with her grandbabies, but aren't, isn't able to be there. But just reassure her. She's been an example for them. So just love her and comfort her and take that worry away. Thank you for the multitude of pies that are in there. Thank you for this day. Be with those who are away from the church family this morning. If they travel, give them traveling grace. Thank you, Father. God bless you, church, and may God continue to bless America. Amen.